Welcome to Journey to Brave, a podcast dedicated to empowering women to heal from trauma, cultivate self-acceptance, and fearlessly step into the most brave version of themselves. Hosted by me, Kaya Hunter, certified life and shadow work coach, breathwork facilitator, and NLP and hypnosis master practitioner. Join me as we dive deep into how trauma and the wounds from our past can affect us, how we can heal, find strength, create emotional well-being, and ultimately create the life you've always bloody well dreamed of. I believe that healing as well as self-acceptance are the foundations for personal growth, and we'll explore the tools, the strategies and practices so that you can create your own journey to brave. Ready? Let's go. Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of the Emptiness Countdown podcast. Hopefully not an unlucky, <laughs> unlucky episode. I am totally not superstitious at all. <laughs> anyway, welcome to episode 13. How has your week been? I have had one of those weeks that I actually talk about a lot where I've taken care of everyone else and had to make a conscious effort to take care of myself. My daughter had doctor's appointments. My mom um, had a couple of appointments, needed to take her to a specialist and so forth. And of course, running my daughter around here, there and everywhere. Um, I booked my regular two classes a week of Pilates and a networking event. And I ended up actually canceling one of my Pilates classes and also the networking event because I just noticed that I was super tired and feeling just but <laughs> um, the old version of me would totally have pushed through those things and gone to both of those things because I'd committed to them and it was the inverted commas right thing to do. But this version, Kaya 3.0, um, honored herself, her time and what her body was telling her. And I didn't beat myself up or make myself wrong for it. I just take so much more notice these days of how I'm feeling. And even though this manifesting generator and human design have has loads of energy, um, sometimes rest is the best choice. <laughs> and I definitely did that this week. But I've also been planning ah, my next group coaching program, Discover and Align with Human Design. And it kicks off in September. And I am freaking excited. Every day I'm learning more um, about my design and my daughter's design, but I'm still deep into my design. Um, and just human design in general, I continue to study it, even though I'm certified in it. Um, and I just can't wait to share this freaking amazing tool with you guys and how to not only understand your design because it's one thing to it's one thing to understand all the elements of your design but it's it's different like anything right it's one thing to understand something intellectually but it's a different level to apply it in and practice it in your everyday life so we're going to spend six weeks together unpacking your design, uncovering where you're in alignment, where you feel like you're just, you know, skating on this beautiful fresh ice, I imagine, um, or where you feel like you're wading through the mud, the shit show and feeling frustrated, angry and disappointed. We'll get clear on that. Um, and then obviously what to do about it from there. You're also going to get a 38 page full human design blueprint, which is a deep dive into every aspect of your chart. Oh, so good. So good. 
Um, since the human design workshop that I ran a couple of weeks ago, I've had just two of the attendees reach out and say they had each applied one thing that they learned in the workshop with their teenagers. And it's made a huge difference in reducing arguments already. And that's just after a one hour free workshop. So good, right? So if you'd like to get your name on the wait list for when I launch the program, DM me over on Instagram. Uh, It's Kaya, K-A-I-A underscore Hunter. You can find me there. All right, let's dive into this week's episode. Are you ready? Just going to make sure I've got my phone on. Do not disturb. Yes, it is. (laughs) Uh, All right. So where was I? Today's episode. Let's go. Today I'm talking about buffering. You're right. You're like say what now? Uh, Buffering. I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm going to tell you why we do it. And I'm going to let you know what you could do instead. So what the hell is buffering, Kaya? Buffering is anything that we do to avoid negative emotions. And things that we typically do, and look, we all, we all all do it. Um, But things that we typically do are things that make us feel good. So big ones are things like eating, you know, going to the pantry and getting a bag of chips or eating some chocolate. How often do we, you know, buy chocolate to cheer ourselves up? Um, Eating, drinking, bottle of wine. If we're sad or upset or angry about something, we grab for the bottle of wine or whatever it might be. Eating, drinking, internet, social media, scrolling, mindless scrolling on the socials to avoid feeling like shit. Um, online shopping or shopping in general. What's the term? Um, Retail therapy. There's a whole term around it. Retail therapy to make you feel better, to make you feel happier. It's buffering. It could be gambling. Um, And, you know, a, a little bit more extreme could be drugs. Anything that avoids feeling our feelings and helps us to feel good. So that's what buffering is. Now, any of those things that I've just mentioned, they're not always, they're not always buffering. You know, eating chocolate isn't always because we're avoiding our negative emotions. It's it's the it's energy or the intent behind it. You know, online shopping or so-called retail therapy shopping isn't buffering all the time, but if you're doing it to mask something or to to feel better instead of feeling a, a negative emotion, then it's buffering. Um, And we do it, like I mentioned, to avoid feeling negative emotions. We don't like feeling negative emotions and we're not taught at school or, you know, potentially from parents or um, those people around us when we're kids, how to feel and what to do with negative emotions. We're just not taught it. We would do anything to avoid them. You know, when we were little, parents distract us with a cuddly toy, don't they? Uh, Or, you know, uh, um, some food maybe, you know, Um, or maybe it's, you know, we're always taught, you know, don't hear, okay, come here, don't cry, it's going to be okay. Don't cry, don't cry, don't be upset. We're told, we're basically conditioned out of feeling our negative emotions. And so, of course, we grow up as adults and we don't know what to do with these negative emotions. All we know is they feel like shit and we don't want to feel like shit. And so we buffer. 
We also, and part of this is buffering, we avoid negative emotions. We resist them. You know, you may not buffer, but you may just push this feeling, this negative emotion down or push it away or try and ignore it. Or we react to it, right? If we're feeling sad or angry or something, we might we might yell at our kids or our partner. So we're not taught what to do with our feelings. We grow up and we typically buffer or do those three things. We avoid, we resist, or we react to our negative emotions all to avoid feeling them because we don't like feeling them. And often we don't even realize what we're doing. It's just, it's not an intentional thing. We just, it's almost like autopilot, you know, feeling, feeling sad, go to the fridge and eat some chocolate or whatever it might be. And what it is when we buffer, it's, it's temporary. It makes us feel temporarily better. I know when I'm hoeing into a block of caramel, <laughs> I feel amazing. Um, but if I'm doing it to buffer, as soon as the caramel's gone, and it usually is, I go back to feeling the same way that I was because all it's done is masked the pain. It's given me a, a quick hit of dopamine, if you like. It doesn't process the emotion. It doesn't allow the emotion to go through us and get processed. Um, and what it can actually do if we continue to repress negative emotions, it can actually affect our, um, our physical health, um, you know, trapped emotions can definitely affect our physical health in a bunch of different ways, but let's stick with buffering for today. (laughs) And what I want to let you know is that negative emotions are just part of life. No, we don't like feeling them, but there's no avoiding them. It's part of the human experience. I talk about the 50-50 of life. 50% of the time, we're going to feel great. We're going to have you know, happy feelings and good feelings and loving feelings. And then the other 50% of time of life, other 50% time of life, does that make sense? The other 50% of life is going to be negative emotions. I think I said it in last week or the week before's episode. Uh, there is no off-ramp to the human experience is a term I learned from one of my mentors, Cara Lowenthal. And it is so, so true. They're just a part of life. We actually want to feel negative emotions sometimes, right? If um, my dog I had to have put down uh, a couple of months ago, I didn't want to be happy about that. I wanted to feel sad. I wanted to cry. I wanted to grieve for her, for the love for her, you know, the loss that I was um, feeling at the time. If our spouse leaves us or we get divorced, <laughs> you might want to feel happy about it, uh, but and you might in, in, in some parts, but chances are you're going to grieve that relationship and what could have been or would have been or should have been and all of the things, whatever it might be, right? Those are just two examples of, a, of different occasions where we actually probably want to feel negative emotions. So they're there for a reason. And rather than buffering, what we can do instead is learn, learn to feel them. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that that is going to be fun by any stretch of the imagination. No one likes to feel negative emotions. I know for me, one of the big ones that comes up for me a lot is anxiety. And I'm, I don't have 
um, um, diagnosed anxiety or, or anything like that. But I do, one of the feelings that I quite often feel is anxiousness or let's say anxiety. Uh, and I know how it feels and I have learned to process it. And I'm going to show you or teach you how to do that in just a second. But it is about processing them, allowing those emotions to move through our body and pass because they don't last forever. Even something like grief, um, you're... um, you know, you might get sad in the future because of let's just stick with the um, example of, of a pet. You know, I still get sad when I think about her and I still wish she was here, but the pain, the negative emotion that I was feeling when it happened is far less acute now. I think you just learn to live with it um, and it softens over time. Uh, so yeah, so learning to process it, learning to feel our emotions. So how I do this, and I do go into this in much more detail with my, uh, with my clients, but I want to share it with you because you can do this starting from today, next time, you know, next time you're feeling any kind of negative emotion. And what you want to do is I always like to, you've heard me say it before, grab a piece of paper and a pen and get things out of your brain. And in this case, you're looking at moving something through your body because that's where we feel our negative emotions. And I want to just also going to back up before I explain how to process it. All negative emotions are, is a vibration in your body. They can't truly hurt you at all. They're just a feeling in your body and they don't last. Like I said, even grief, even, you know, terrible, terrible, painful grief doesn't stay as acute as it was on the first day that you felt it. So those vibrations in your body, those negative emotions, they pass just like happy ones do, right? You're feeling euphoria because of, I don't know, something exciting. You've just booked a trip to the UK and you're feeling euphoric. That doesn't last either, does it? And the same with negative emotions. They don't last, but we like feeling the euphoric emotions, but we don't feel, we don't like to feel the yucky ones because they don't feel good in our bodies. So here's what to do next time you notice a negative emotion is you're going to process it. We're going to let it, we're going to process it and let it through your body. Here's how you do it. Ready? The first thing you're going to do is name it. What's this emotion that I'm feeling? It's anxiety. Okay, I'm feeling anxiety. And I'll say it to myself sometimes. I'm feeling anxiety. Yep, it's anxiety. And then I'll describe it. What does anxiety look like in my body? Where is it in my body? Where am I feeling it in my body? And for anxiety, it might be like a tight you know, tightening of the chest, a tightening of the throat, clenched hands, um, that that sort of thing. So whereabouts in your body are you feeling the emotion? And you can journal on this, write it down. Does it have a color? Anxiety for me is white. So does it have a color? Uh, is it moving in your body or is it staying still? And if it's moving, is it moving fast through your body or is it moving slowly through your body? Is it soft or is it hard? For me, the anxiety is like this this big spiky white ball that sits in my chest. So is it big or is it small? 
Um, and just really describing it. Like I say the word anxiety and that image of anxiety in my body pops up. I don't feel it just by, just by bringing the, 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 the word picture, if you like, up of what anxiety feels like in my body. It doesn't bring on anxiety, but I know I can explain what anxiety feels like in my body. And then just sit with it. Sit with that feeling, describing it, naming it, feeling anxiety, and all answer all of those questions that I just um, suggested. Nice deep breaths. You can put your hand across your heart and your other hand across your belly, if you like, and just breathe. And then allow the emotion to soften because it'll soften as you sit there and you do this exercise that the emotion will actually soften. You'll feel that vibration in your body actually soften. And then you'll get back to a feeling of calm or neutral even. And then once you're feeling calm or neutral, and don't rush, like don't move through this. Sometimes an emotion is quick to process. Sometimes it can take some time. So don't rush the process. But once you are back to that feeling of calm, from that calm, you can ask your brain, remind your brain that you're safe, and then ask yourself what you'd like to do next from there whatever that might be, it's going to differ obviously by the circumstance. But then, you know, in from that calm space, you're going to decide what to do from there. Now you might have to do this. I, I mean, for anxiety, for me, I do it on the regular, <laughs> um, depending on the emotion that you're feeling, the circumstance that you're in, you know, this may not be a one-off um, fix. It might be something that you have to do each day or you may do it weekly, whatever. You'll know when the emotion is there because you'll feel the sensation in your body and then process it as often as you need to. All right. So that's what buffering is and why we do it and also what to do instead. So much healthier, right? Processing the emotion, so much healthier for um, our wastes <laughs> um, versus the chocolate and the chips and, and whatever it is, but so much better for our mental health as well, as well as potentially our physical health as well, because we're processing the emotions. We're not eating shit or doing shit, um, but we're processing it. So better for our emotional and our physical health. So you know what buffering is, you know why we do it, you know what you can do instead. So next time you notice a negative emotion, just allow some space. Some because I've mentioned before, you know, as humans, we are able to observe our our thoughts, and of course, we can observe what's going on in our bodies. So instead of buffering, practice processing it the way that I've described here just now. And pro tip. If you can teach your teens this skill, it'll put them in such good stead for what they have in front of them as they move through life. So I would invite you to not only practice allowing and processing negative emotions for yourself, but show your teens how to do it as well. Oh my God, if I'd known this as a teenager, how much it would have helped me, right? And I'm sure helped you as well. So I hope you found this episode useful on buffering. If there's a topic that I haven't covered yet that you'd love me to cover here on the podcast, I would so love to know. Um, feel free to DM me over on Instagram, like I mentioned, Kaya, K-A-I-A underscore Hunter. Um, and 
actually, if we're not already hanging out on Instagram, why not? <laughs> Come and join me over on Insta. Um, obviously, I share a lot more than once a week over there. Uh, but yeah, if there's a topic you want me to cover here on the podcast, feel free to DM me over on Instagram. I'd love to know because I want to make sure that this is super, super helpful for you. Uh, and if you'd like to be on the wait list for my Discover and Align with Human Design upcoming group coaching program, hit me up on Insta as well. I would so, so love to have you in the group and help you uncover and live your human design. All right, my love, have a beautiful week and I'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Brave podcast. I'll be back next week with another episode. But in the meantime, if you've liked this episode, you're going to love my free video and guide, Stop Letting Fear Hold You Back, Start Feeling Confident and Brave. I share a simple strategy you can start using today to help you feel more confident and brave. Learn the strategy in this video and you can use it on any negative emotion at any time. You can download it via the show notes. See you next week.